Today is June the 25th. Today, we see the importance of prayer in the book of Psalms. Reading through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Psalm 76 to 78. Here as we're looking at the book of Psalms for this period of time, we're going to look at different themes that we find in the book of Psalms. And today we see the all-important theme of prayer. Uh, here in Psalm 76 to 78, Psalm 77 is our typical psalm of lament or petition. Psalm 76 and 78 are both liturgical psalms, psalms intended to be read or sung in the temple. Psalm 76 is a liturgical psalm that honors Zion. Psalm 78 is a liturgical song that focuses on the covenant. But in Psalm 77, that psalm of lament, Psalm 77 too ends with this little short phrase, all night I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. David prays to the Lord. And throughout the book of Psalms, we see a focus on prayer. Psalm 17.1 tells us, for example, O Lord, hear my plea for justice. Listen to my cry for help. Pay attention to my prayer, for it comes from honest lips. We pray to God for help. Psalm 35 13, we see this. When I were, uh, yet when they were ill, I grieved for them. I denied myself by fasting for them, but my prayers returned unanswered. David prays even uh, for his, his uh, enemies. Uh, he prays for their forgiveness. Psalm 61, verse 1. O Lord, listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. Here, David prays throughout Psalm 61 for strength in a time of difficulty. Psalm chapter 5, verse Two, we see this. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. I pray to no one but you. And the rest of the psalm is a psalm of worship. We pray in worship. In fact, you already know that the book of Psalms is actually a collection of five different types of, uh, or different collections of psalms. 
At the end of book two, Psalm 72, verse 20 says, this ends the prayers of David, the son of Jesse. The entire book of Psalms is called a prayer of David because after all it is David speaking to the Lord. Today, as you read Psalm 76 to 78, pray these psalms to the Lord. Psalm 76 to 78, New Living Translation. Psalm 76, for the choir director, a psalm of Asaph, a song to be accompanied by stringed instruments. God is honored in Judah. His name is great in Israel. Jerusalem is where he lives. Mount Zion is his home. There he has broken the fiery arrows of the enemy, the shields and swords and the weapons of war. Interlude. You are glorious and more majestic than the everlasting mountains. Our boldest enemies have been plundered. They lie before us in the sleep of death. No warrior could lift a hand against us. At the blast of your breath, O God of Jacob, their horses and chariots lay still. No wonder you're greatly feared. Who can stand before you when your anger explodes? From heaven you sentenced your enemies. The earth trembled and stood silent before you. You stand up to judge those who do evil, O God, and to rescue the oppressed of the earth. Interlude. Human defiance only enhances your glory, for you use it as a weapon. Make vows to the Lord your God and keep them. Let everyone bring tribute to the awesome one, for he breaks the pride of princes, and the kings of the earth fear him. Psalm 77, for Jeduthun, the choir director, a psalm of Asaph. I cry out to the Lord, yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. Interlude. You don't let me sleep. I'm too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days long since ended when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? Interlude. As I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They're constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You're the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. Interlude. When the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. 
Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. Psalm 78, a psalm of Asaph. Will my people listen to my instructions? Open your ears to what I'm saying, for I'll speak to you in a parable. I'll teach you hidden lessons from our own past. Stories we've heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. You'll not hide these truths from our children. We'll tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children so the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. They in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Then they'll not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. For warriors of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned their backs and fled on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by his instructions. They forgot what he had done, the great wonders he had shown them, the miracles he did for their ancestors on the plain of Zoan in the land of Egypt. For he divided the seas and led them through, making the waters stand up like walls. In the daytime, he led them by a cloud, at all night by a pillar of fire. He split open the rocks in the wilderness to give them water, as from a gushing spring. He made streams pour from the rock, making the waters flow down like a river. Yet they kept on sinning against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They stubbornly tested God in their hearts, demanding the foods they craved. They even spoke against God himself, saying, God can't give us food in the wilderness. Yes, he can strike a rock so water gushes out, but he can't give his people bread and meat. When the Lord heard them, he was furious. The fire of his wrath burned against Jacob, and his anger rose against Israel. For they didn't believe God or trust him to care for them. But he commanded the skies to open. He opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them bread from heaven. They ate the food of angels. God gave them all they could hold. He released the east wind in the heavens and guided the south wind by his mighty power. He rained down meat as thick as dust, birds as plentiful as the sand on the seashore. He caused the birds to fall within their camp and all around their tents. The people ate their fill. He gave them what they craved. But before they satisfied their craving, when the meat was yet in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them. He killed their strongest men. He struck down the finest of Israel's young men. But in spite of this, the people kept sinning. Despite his wonders, they refused to trust him. So he ended their lives in failure, their years in terror. When God began killing them, 
They finally sought him. They repented and took God seriously. They then remembered that God was their rock, that God Most High was their Redeemer. But all they gave him was lip servant. They lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were not loyal to him. They didn't keep his covenant. Yet he was merciful and forgave their sins. He didn't destroy them all. Many times he held back his anger and did not unleash his fury. For he remembered that they were merely mortal, gone like a breath of wind that never returns. Oh, how often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved his heart in that dry wasteland. Again and again they tested God's patience and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They didn't remember his power, how he rescued them from their enemies. They didn't remember his miraculous signs in Egypt, his wonders on the plain of Zoan. For when he turned their rivers into blood, so no one can drink from the streams, he sent vast swarms of flies to consume them, hordes of frogs to ruin them. He gave their crops to caterpillars. Their harvest was consumed by locusts. He destroyed their grapevines with hail, shattered their sycamore figs with sleet. He abandoned their cattle to the hail, their livestock to bolts of lightning. He loosed on them his fierce anger, all his fury, rage, and hostility. He dispatched against them a band of destroying angels. He turned his anger against them. He did not spare the Egyptians' life, but ravaged them with the plague. He killed the oldest son in each Egyptian family, the flower of youth throughout the land of Egypt. But he led his own people like a flock of sheep, guiding them safely through the wilderness. He kept them safe so they were not afraid, but the sea covered their enemies. He brought them to the border of his holy land, to this land of hills he had won for them. He drove out the nations before them. He gave them their inheritance by lot. He settled the tribes of Israel into their homes. But they kept testing and rebelling against God Most High. They didn't obey his laws. They turned back and were as faithless as their parents. They were as undependable as a crooked bow. They angered God by building shrines to other gods. They made him jealous with their idols. When God heard them, he was very angry, so he completely rejected Israel. Then he abandoned his dwelling at Shiloh, the tabernacle where he had lived among the people. He allowed the ark of his might to be captured. He surrendered his glory into enemy hands. He gave the people over to be butchered by the sword because he was so angry with his own people, his special possession. Their young men were killed by fire. Their young women died before singing their wedding songs. Their priests were slaughtered. Their widows could not mourn their deaths. Then the Lord rose up as through waking from sleep, like a warrior aroused from a drunken stupor. He routed his enemies and sent them to eternal shame. But he rejected Joseph's descendants. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. There he built his sanctuary as high as the heavens, as solid and enduring as the earth. He chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. He took David from tending the ewes and lambs 
and made him the shepherd of Jacob's descendants, God's own people, Israel. He cared for them with a true heart and led them with skillful hands. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we return to the book of Kings.